0: It's nice to see you all. Um, We'll start with a few introductions. Um, My name is Adam Wood, I'm the ITD for uh, XR or SSI. And I'm here today to to speak to you guys um, about what kind of diving you do in Qatar and in Thailand. So if you just want to um, introduce yourself, kind of your name, age, where you're from, and where's home and your current day job. Uh, Miko, would you like to start? Okay, yeah, my name is Mikko Paasi.
1: Come from, from Finland originally. I'm uh, 45 years old today. And then and, and, uh, currently, well, I'm a technical instructor, explorer, I'd like to call myself. Uh, currently, I'm living here in the beautiful kingdom of Thailand. And then my day job is, it variates a lot kind of, but I'm running, running Kota divers and a uh, dive school in, in Thailand. And uh, we got a little chapter in Malta. And uh, I do diving as my job, all sorts of it. Ivan.
2: Okay, yeah, I'm uh, Ivan Garenic. Uh, I'm uh, from uh, Denmark, half Danish, half Serbian. I'm 46 years old. And uh, my uh, day job is uh, being a SSI XR instructor trainer. So uh, that's what I do full time. And your current home is Thailand as well, right? Yes, yes, my current home is Kotao, <laughs> Thailand. Same place as, as Miko.
0: But Okay, cool. Like um, 300
1: meters away now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you guys maybe should have used one screen yeah <laughs> wait i'll be there ah <laughs> uh, no wait lockdown you need to stay two apart <laughs> that. okay um for the guys who are watching this in the feed if you want to type us some questions to ask to miko and ivan as we go along please do so um i'll try and get to as many as we can during the during the chat um and if there's some that um that don't quite fit in we'll wait till the end and we'll we'll maybe answer those at the end or in the comments so um when ivan uh, how old were you when you started diving? And then, again, how old were you when you started teaching diving?
2: Well, I can't remember, but I remember the year. <laughs> it was in <laughs> 2007. <laughs> I don't know how old I was there. Uh, 30-something. 2007, I became an open-water diver. And then uh, a year later, I was uh, a diving instructor. So uh, so my, my start into diving was, like many, I got introduced on holiday, to scuba diving. And uh, obviously, seen in... 2020 hindsight, I uh, I totally fell in love with scuba diving and took it up as a profession since 2007.
0: Okay, and, and it was it was it the goal? Did you start diving to become an instructor or did you start diving for fun? No,
2: I, I, I came to, to this island, Qatar where I live today, and uh, I was here pretty much randomly and uh, got introduced to, to scuba diving in the form of a open water course. And uh, no, there was absolutely no plans, but, but plans quickly started to, to form after my, my course, when I then went back to Denmark, um, I, I could feel that yeah, scuba diving needed to be a bigger part of my life, and uh, and originally my idea was to take a gap year, maybe a year, half a year, become a diving instructor, then back to my previous job. But uh, yeah, that didn't happen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, Mika, how about you, buddy?
1: When
0: when when did you start diving?
1: Uh, I was I was ninety four in in Turkey, and uh, I still remember it was a it was an SSI course. For sure, because uh, I was thrown in like four times with uh, three ta- three out of four times with an empty tank. <laughs> there was no theory back in the days, but uh, slowly, <laughs> slowly, I, uh, I I fell in love with the with the marine life and, and stuff. And then uh, then I uh, the, the real buck hit me hit me in '98 uh, when I when I was accepted to a uh, long, one year long uh, instructor course in uh, in Oyama mine in finland and we we literally we dived the fuck out of the excuse <laughs> we dived dive a lot in the in the in the mine like 300 dives in that mine and uh, that's also where my like uh where the overhead environment diving kicked in for me too back in the days we we didn't do much of the penetrations in the in the mine mine tunnels but uh we visited the first first few chambers and uh uh i got my wings instructor wings then after that year and uh um I met my certifier in my just briefly in Malta, and she reminded me that I pretty much left the next day after I got my certification papers uh, to Thailand and uh, to build a build a career over here, and uh, and then Dan, The rest is history.
0: Uh, you, had a, you had a job to go to in Thailand, or you just pick your stuff and had, and and off you went. I had a, I had a, I didn't really
1: know any divers when I started my instructor course. Everybody was laughing at me like, "What do you think you're doing?" And and uh, but I just decided that I will. This is what I want, and. Uh, and uh, turned out to be a good decision. But I, I knew one guy, Harri Haatainen, uh, back in the days, he on a dive school in Shalong Bay in Phuket. And, uh, and he accepted me as an instructor and that was my first job in Phuket. But, but I couldn't stand that place for more than a year. And then, uh, then I was actually on my way to Australia to, to, to continue the career, but I stopped on this beautiful island of Kotao, and uh, I never been to Australia. I kind of got stuck here, and, uh, which is great uh set up the dive school and uh and uh still doing it okay 20, cool. 20 25 years
0: awesome so we've got a couple of little questions that kind of relate at the moment so um why is kotao such a place to dive is it because of the the, the life on the shore or is it because of the life in the water that's one of the questions that we've got from one of their comments
2: i well, think one of. A- one one of the things that is attractive to for divers to Katao is the ease. It is probably one of the easiest place to dive. We have very warm water between twenty-eight and thirty degrees, generally incredibly good visibility and and very little current. So it's a it's a very nice place for for the absolute beginners. And that's also the the vast majority of of uh, dive centers, they cater to to the beginners so open water advanced and, and so on. And um, then we have a, a large uh, pro uh, business on Kotao. So lots of people, myself included, will uh, become instructors on Kotao. I see. And it's beautiful. It's the tropics, full of beautiful <laughs> fish. <fashion.
1: laughs> I'd say a couple of words about the, the community over here, too, that plays a big role for people to to uh, uh, why, why it became such a destination, I think. Uh, it's fairly far, it's like 70 Ks from the mainland, and uh, there's no airport over here. The closest airport is uh, next island, Kosamui, which is also uh, over 30km away. So if you want to get here, you need to go come with the boat, and uh, you need to do a little bit more extra effort. And uh, I think that's one of the reasons why uh, the the, the, uh, the population or the expat community over here is fairly young and travel-minded. And, uh, and that, that created a great loving community that we... We've been sharing for a couple of decades now, and uh, that also affects to the to the um, uh, how Qatar is seen and uh, what attracts people over there. That's not diving; that's outside from diving.
0: Yeah, obviously, I joined you guys there in December, and it's a, obviously a beautiful island. But one of the things I noticed it's not so much of a party island as the other islands. There is obviously you know good nightlife there, but it, it is focused around people diving and and you know that kind of community spirit a lot more than, it, than some of the other islands. It, it has that sporty, sporty island uh, uh, uh,
1: kind of because yep, it's more our outdoor sports and Ivan said entry level is the the biggest biggest thing that we have.
0: Okay, cool. Also, so maybe guys, maybe
1: add to that. Uh, oh, sorry, go on.
0: No, continue, Mika. No problem.
1: I got nothing. You go.
0: <laughs> okay. So um, obviously uh, you guys are affected by the lockdown as well. Not only because there's no tourists can travel to your island, but I believe that you guys are also kind of keeping social distancing from each other. How's that affecting your guys' uh, businesses and your lives in Thailand at the moment?
2: Of obvious reason, not having any customers have a dramatic effect on our business as, <laughs> as our certainly income the, is uh, so uh, economically, it's it's uh, it's devastating. Yeah, now it's been about six weeks, and and looks like it's going to be another six weeks before any of the restrictions <clears throat> are eased up. So yeah, it's uh, it's not great uh, financially. But as Miko also mentioned before, we have a great community on this island, and um, there is definitely pe- people on this island that are in need of help, and it's great to see that there are so many uh, people willing to help. So. Yeah, it's affected us we don't see each other as much as we did six weeks ago because uh, you're kind of not allowed to assemble anywhere so <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think and for some people that's <laughs> Miko's enjoying the quiet time on his own actually
1: <laughs> yeah yeah finally well it's, it's, it's good good sides of course I can get to play with your daughter much more and uh, and, and your wife too and uh, and uh, you're gonna get used to this but but it is devastating for for the business and uh, there's really no Nobody knows for how long will it take that tourism will come back to what it was or if it ever will. And uh, that is as a, as a self-employed or uh, as running a company, it's, it's, a, it's something that we can't just uh, overlook. But uh, no, sure. I'm a positive I- with this and I'm sure it will, be, it will come back and people can't stop diving. So uh, we're in a good in that way.
0: No, I think you're right. And what I'm seeing from the diamond community who are, you know, a little bit more adventurous, I say, prepared to travel, they, they are looking to support your guys kind of business as soon as they can get back to it. Um, one of the comments we've got from one of their um, feeds is that somebody's planning to come to. Uh, into, no, They're planning to come in 2019 and they came in December 2019, actually. Do you think they'll be able to visit your island again in August?
2: Yes. So the, the the latest we have from the Thai government is that flights will be allowed to to land in in our international airports again uh, from uh, May 31st. Okay. So if that if that promise or that prognosis keeps, yes, then in August we should be back to business. But it, nobody really knows the, the
1: financial bit with the, yeah with the customer, Everybody's losing jobs. Not only only us over here. So uh, it will take time. But uh, for um, yeah, I would, I would say the same, that uh, definitely autumn, we are up and running, but on a on a very slow pace.
0: Okay, awesome. So, yeah, it's good to know that you guys are prepared for business when it arrives back. And it looks like the diving community is trying to support you guys when you do open. So let's hope that when things kind of chill out a little bit, the floodgates open and we can all get back to work. So, I uh, Miko, can you tell me what kind of diving do you do for fun? What's a fun dive for Miko Pakazai? <laughs>
1: whoa <clears throat> oh, uh anything that involves water uh, um, <clears throat> i kind of a i'm kind of a, like a all terrain diver I kind of consider myself like from from cold water to warm water to caves and mines and wrecks and anything anything that there is uh really really uh, suits me and uh, I travel quite a lot for different destinations and uh try to keep my skills up for for being able to dive. In cold and cold, cold and warm, um, but uh, what really triggers me is, is all kind of projects and expeditions. That is something that uh, that's my, my passion is uh, is out there to to do something underwater, uh, not just diving, but uh, some kind of a task to do, and that's where I'm where I'm uh, where I'm uh, on my own. That's that's really what I what I like to do, and uh, that's what we do actually here with with Ivan and and rest of our team. We, we look research and, and uh, try to locate lots of wrecks and, uh, and even some caves and stuff so we're always on the move and that really triggers, triggers me. Uh, I always carry also my camera with me which is, uh, which is a kind of diving itself with the camera and that's, that's my passion. Another passion on top of the exploration is, uh, is trying to document the exploration wherever we've been and uh, try to bring it out out to the surface 'Cause not everybody can get to those places or can even dive and I uh, hope that will kind of uh motivate people, inspire people to get on get on this sport and uh and then then join us.
0: Yeah, on that but, same but, dean. I think I'll take the chance to um to to congratulate you on your recent induction into the Explorers Club, I believe. So Yeah, it's not really official
1: yet, but I heard about it too, and uh, yeah, that's a big step for being a member now, international member, and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to getting new projects through that, and I'm pretty sure proud of it.
0: Awesome, well done, and Ivan. What kind of diving keeps makes you makes you uh, tick, mate? What, what do you what do you like to dive? Well,
2: I think I, every, any any diving is is great for me, but uh, the grass is always greener on the other side. Uh, and one thing that we don't have access to here on on this little island is proper caves. So when I get a chance to to go to the mainland uh, here in Thailand where we have a lot of, of cave systems and travel in Southeast Asia where the cave diving is is fairly new compared to where you were sitting. And um, that's probably my, my favorite diving, getting out to to caves and ideally caves that have not yet been explored. Uh, that really gets me ticked there, it's awesome.
0: Yeah, and no, I joined you in December, obviously to to dive the caves on the mainland. We had a fantastic time. What a what an yeah. awesome experience! Another question we've got from our
1: nice to rescue you. I...
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you guys had to rescue each other for the course. Was fun. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the questions we've got is: Has the marine life changed much since the Corona event on Katao? Have you seen a change to the marine life yet when you've been snorkeling and kind of looking from the piers?
2: Oh, that's got to be Nico. he's been snorkeling. I haven't been. <laughs> yeah, I
1: was just about to say, how would, he, how would we know because we're not allowed to die <laughs> but but snorkeling I snorkeling adventure?
2: <laughs> I, think, like, I think it has changed.
1: We are not there for sure. That's a big change. Yeah. For starters. But uh, um, yeah, I, I hear I hear these stories about Phuket like uh, turtles coming back on the beach and. And nesting nesting, and uh and uh what was it the the sea cows dugongs they are now now coming in groups closer to the islands and all that stuff uh, a dugong or a turtle doesn't make i mean grow up in a month that we've been off from the sea so they've been somewhere out there doing their own thing but now they're coming closer to the to the islands and to the beaches which is great the numbers are not changed yet i would say but uh but it uh, but they, yeah the big 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 fish and uh and the little fish, they they are coming closer to the dive sites and uh, taking their homes back. But um, yeah, I think it's all, all good, and I really look forward to going back in there and, and seeing it. And uh, and uh, but at the moment, yeah, can't really tell because I haven't really been on the dive sites.
0: I noticed you guys, you guys at Qatar Dives did some good work the other day by removing a lot of trash from the from the other side of the island, which is a bit more difficult. The to yeah i guess you're helping with the with, with helping the turtles uh get on the get on the beach and stuff so that's really really good activity mate well done
1: okay uh, it's amazing how much rubbish there is and it comes from the rivers and it then comes to the seas and then uh, these these beaches are we just clean up there are actually only and friends they clean up we just pick up the trash to be honest but still uh um yeah the, the, the garbage is the the rubbish is not from from us from the island it's, it's yeah it's from the rivers and it's from the seas but it's a it's devastating amount that there is. Just one isolated 20 meter long beach, we could pick up 30 big bags of rubbish and still is under sand. If we start to dig, there's, there's plenty more. So I'm sure the turtle like that.
0: Mm, good man, well done. Ivan, um, Sidemount's becoming extremely popular around the world and especially you know, now in Thailand. Can you give me a bit of an insight into how it's developing in Thailand and um, what's available for the traveling Sidemount Diver?
2: Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I agree. Sidemount is is, is spreading uh, quickly. You know, um, we've been doing side mount here in Kotao since two thousand nine, two thousand ten, or something. Uh, we started with side mount, and uh, back then it, it was incredibly rare to see guests coming and uh, request any kind of side mount. Uh, we obviously have uh, quite a lot of equipment for training, and that equipment is also available for for rental. So, so while maybe a bit. In the past it's been very hard to be a traveling sidemount diver because you would need to bring pretty much everything and uh, now you see at, at, at our dive center and, and also some of our competition that you can get access to uh, the dedicated sidemount equipment, dedicated sidemount tanks um, and I think that's great to see that, that now that uh, that people can, can go and, and get, get their sidemount needs uh, uh, supplied by, by dive centers and we see here in Asia and Thailand specifically, we see a lot of dive centers. Uh, also dive centers that have uh, little or no interest in, in technical diving. They, they, they use for their recreational customers. So, uh, so yeah, it's, a, it's definitely uh, something that is very popular here in Asia.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, Miko, a question we've got is what's the main difference or benefits between recreational diving and sidemount diving? Obviously, you, know, you and me know that recreational diving can be done on sidemount but like what's the kind of the, the main benefits for for a diver over a six let's say a single tank on their back
1: well well have got redundancy of course thing that is much more safer once you got the got the the double tanks over there um uh, then I, i'm always wondering why, why the way their tanks should be on the back anyways because there's lots of lots of leaks and things that can go wrong with the valves and stages and stuff uh so uh to have to have uh to have the tanks on your underneath the armpits and just easy check all the bubbles and and if there's any leaks and uh and uh that adds a lot of a lot of safety. safety I think that much better having a lower point with with the tanks on your side. Uh there's bunch of there's lots of lots of lots of benefits compared to the the single back mount and even even double back mounted divers and uh and uh side mount is is like it's for caves, like it used to, it come from the cave background. But uh, the benefits with safety and trim and, and uh, will be will uh, they don't change if you come out from the cave. They also also benefit from from in the open open sea. So uh, I would recommend it straight straight to any kind of diving, pretty much. Uh, unless you're doing a lot of lot of work underwater and stuff, because you it automatically trims you in a in a horizontal position and that uh, not uh, doesn't allow you to do certain certain tricks that back mount. Allows you to, um,
0: yes. That. that <laughs> Miko, you know I love you, buddy. Can you take your pen and throw it over your shoulder for me? <laughs> thank you, <buddy. laughs> thank you, <Sorry>.
1: dude. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, Ivan. Um, tell me, man. Um. Using standard valves to side mount you know it's kind of a reality for a lot of divers how do you how do they go about doing that? Is that something that you you know it can be done easily? Do you guys offer normal valves as well as side mount valves or you know what's the reality when you start to travel with side mount
2: well yeah so so that is that's still very very common today that you will see many dive centers that offer side mount but they don't have dedicated valves and to be totally honest, the best thing is to do it with dedicated valves but I probably did my first 100 or 200 sidemount dives in non-dedicated valves, and it's it's fully doable. But but uh, for a dive center, I would say the investment in a few extra valves, depending on the customer base, is so little, and it does add uh, both safety and it is the right way to do it. Uh, a valve compared to all the other uh, equipment, all the other investment, it's it's a very little investment. So uh, so I hope to see more and more dive centers investing in that. Alternatively, the diver can buy their own uh, valves. You know, they don't weigh that much, few kilo each, and then you can travel with your valves and then ask the dive center to to mount them on the tanks. And in that way, you will get access to to the perfect equipment. And, and but to be totally honest, if if, if you're going on a side mount holiday and and there's no access to these valves, you'll be just fine. You'll be just fine. It takes some adaption you need to mount the tanks slightly different but that's something that you should be uh, informed <clears> of, <throat> of in doing your dive training so so yes i i prefer to have dedicated valves but if they're not available don't sweat you'll be just fine cool <laughs>